And like that, we are back. Episode 102. Hey, Pod fam. It's starting to sound funny now. <laughs> saying, oh, saying, one, no, saying 1 0, episode 1 0, something. Or saying, you feel me? It sounds funny saying, I ain't used to saying 1 0 anything now, but. It's good. But yeah, it sounds funny saying 1 0, episode 1 0. Like, but okay, we're here, episode um, 102, like I said. Uh, so. If you're wondering, don't get confused. Uh, these podcast episodes are titled differently depending on where you see it at. So, if you're listening on Spotify or, as I would say, the majors is how I look at it, um, then it's going to be the Lakers episode part two. But, if you're looking on Audio Mac and all that, it's going to be titled, what, the the Voice of the Heroes album review. Because that's a big album I feel like going to be tonight. New Lloyd Banks, Kendrick Lamar is on, might be on the brink of something. So, and I got to talk about LeBron, the Lakers as a whole, what they got to do tonight. And how LeBron and Drake are kind of similar in a way. So, let's go ahead and start with this. Um, the mask mandate. Has been lifted. Yeah. So now uh, a lot of places are making it where if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But come on, people. When you go into a store or something, who really going to ask to see somebody's vaccination card just to see if they've been vaccinated? So basically, it's just no mask free. People walking around with no mask anymore. And when you go places like, I would think people would still be scared. You know, because of COVID, it's still relatively in the air. People are still being sick by this. Uh, But people are literally walking around with no mask on. But I'm going to stick to wearing my mask. I think even if I was vaccinated, I still would stick to wearing my mask because I don't want to catch anything from nobody. So how you feel about this mask mandate being lifted? It's simple. It's, it's, It's very simple. Even when Trump is not in office and all his socials and even the latest, he tried to start a blog and they shut that down um, earlier this week. So even without Trump and no communication from Trump or none of his infamous tweets or anything, we still can see what states was very much aligned with him. <laughs> with the, with some of the stuff these people are saying, it's clear to see who was back in Trump when he was in office. Now. I'm not about to stop wearing my mask. I know a lot of people got a, different, a lot of different theories and all this blase, blase about masks and, you know, all these woke people. But every every minute of the day, not a, a time for you to be woke. Like, I, I don't take, I don't put that much thought into it. All I know is I don't want a, um, a virus. Right. <laughs> I don't, that's all I know. I'm going to just keep this simple. I'm not thinking about all these conspiracy theories and all this stuff and what people saying. Regardless, you gonna have you need to wear a mask, even if you are vaccinated. The very thought of like this mandate not like existing anymore, and it's what. It's been a year. Well, a year and a couple months since we first went to this. Since since this was mandatory, yo. And it's like, bro, this shit is not over. People think this is over. Like, bro, this is not normal. I mean, life wasn't normal before COVID, but it's definitely not normal now. Yeah. So. It's just like, bro, nah. Uh, that's something I don't agree with. And like I said, it's clear to see who's aligned with, you know, 
orange face. So, um, what are we gonna go at next? Where are we gonna take it? Patreon exclusive. See, bro, I need like, I don't know. Maybe I launched this the wrong way. I'm saying I'm looking at YouTubers and how they launched their Patreon. Maybe I need to relaunch this or something. I think I did it wrong because, bro, I'm not receiving the subscribers and all these patrons like you guys are. So maybe I need to do this again and relaunch this with my uh, R1 audio message, I say. Our audio that we uh, did yesterday, so we already yeah, we posted did some special with some audio we put up there yesterday. Patreon exclusive, it is up. You know, I really can't speak on it. I rather you y'all just go listen to it. Yeah, and we you talk can't about really some good stuff. Yeah, so now this is kind of like you know the best of both worlds because now we got you know the podcast stuff, but also stuff behind the scenes, stuff you know stories. Whatever. It's a it's a lot of stuff that you're gonna catch on Patreon that you probably have never graced the catch mic. The yeah, yeah, never yeah, never graced the mic the some of the stuff we'll talk about, you know. But Patreon is more of a a personal aspect of our yeah. life. More of our personal journeys and things that we're dealing with facing together as a couple. Yeah. It's, it's like the best of both worlds. I said, like, Patreon is just like, it's kind of like your personal blog. Right. Yeah, like your personal blog about yourself. And it's like you get to sell, you get to, you know, reward the patrons, you know. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like everybody wins situation. Everybody, all parties involved because the exposure comes with it. You never know the type of, you know, you never know who's watching. You know, other creators that are watching, they may want to collab with you. Or whatever, so it's always opportunities to you know get seen and you know to push forward and you know try to put this podcast thing to the forefront. So yeah, go ahead subscribe. But like I said, I might have to relaunch this again because <laughs> these other dudes, bro, when they launched, bro, they already had like twenty twenty five subscribers on their first day. So I'm just like, yeah, I probably need to relaunch this and you know do this again. But moving on, where are we gonna take this now? All right, Chris Brown. Yep. All right, so on Chris Brown page, he put out that he's not releasing no new music no time soon. A lot of fans were upset, and they're saying, you know, they want a Chris Brown album. But if you look at this. Chris Brown just released the album in 2020. He released the album in 2019. And he released... Um, it's like 30-something songs on one of the albums, right? On the last two albums, mm. it's 40-something songs. Yeah. Heartbreak on the Full Moon was released in 2017. He had 45 tracks. What's, the, like what's that album, with, uh, the song with him and Gunna? What? Chris Brown and Gunna. Mm. Oh. I feel like... Um, that he's our his music that he put out the last two albums, last three really. I feel like that was kind of underrated. Like he put over forty songs on like the last three pieces of work that he did. I don't think people know how hard that is. Yeah. To put out art because like we gotta think like the average artist to put out that much, which which if marketed if he marketed that as one album, that's crazy because. If you got nineteen to twenty one songs on the uh, on the single album, that's that's technically considered a double album. 
So right, like B.I.G. Life After Death double album classic, Tupac All Eyes on Me double album classic. So like when you have that format, that counts like that. That counts as two different albums. So like when Tupac sold All Eyes on Me, that was that was one album clearly. But he was in a contract with Death Row. He had X amount of albums. So he like you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and knock two albums out the way. And All Eyes on Me was two out uh, two two discs. It was two. It was a double album like Drake Scorpion, like that, like that. It was two albums in that formatted like that, like side A and side B, or this one or this two. Yeah, you feel me? So it was it was formatted like that. Forty, so forty something songs is like I don't know. That's kind of like three albums. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm saying like, so, like Heartbreak on the Full Moon is like one of my favorite pieces of work by him. If you haven't listened to that album, go listen to it. He got a lot of good songs on there. More than just the little songs that everybody knew that was playing that he made the videos to. Like if you listen to the whole the album cuts, the album al- the, the album cuts better than the singles. Yo, he he got good work on there. Like he got good songs. Like and then Chris Brown is multi talented. Like this man raps, sing, dance. dance Bro, he be doing he be doing his dance routine. He be practicing his dance routine with his daughter. Yeah, he got his stuff. daughter in dance classes now too. So like you already know, she she more than likely she gonna be cold like her daddy. So it's like, bro, y'all y'all want this man to put out all this work, but I feel like you know, just like Tiana Taylor said when she put out her album, and she had people on there that's actually goats in the music business like Erica Badu, you know Missy Elliott, and like y'all slept on y'all sleep on people like these. But y'all like to hear all these these songs about twerking and all stuff like that. But when people put out real, real true R&B music, it don't get that love and attention. Y'all just get them, just like the Chris Brown album. Y'all give the love to the songs, privacy, out. you know, about him eating somebody out and all that. Y'all, y'all like those songs, but y'all don't like the other songs that he put out about deeper meanings. Like, one of his songs in there, Yellow Tape. If you never listened to that song, it's about black lives. And people don't even know. It sounded like I was seeing some of the stuff he was saying. I ain't really get the gist of it, but just looking at the story post he was posting, like he wasn't. He said he won't put out music. Then he was like, people want him to like make love songs, but he is love songs. Yeah. I feel like somebody pissed him off or something. Like I feel like somebody probably in the label pissed him off or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just speculating, but it but seems then, like at the same time he's kind of being a father as well. Yeah, I seem like it seemed like he was mad when he put those in his story. Yeah. I mean, but like I say, he's a father as well because, you know, he got his little boy and of course his daughter. And this is probably since COVID been going on, you know, he haven't had to do all these tours and all this other stuff. It's probably the first real break vacation that he getting. And to ask Chris Brown for just a love song for like a radio play or a commercial or whatever, like that's kind of disrespectful at this point. I think he's to this, at this point in his career. I mean, he first came into our memories when he was 16. So, yeah, yeah think about this. He's old as shit to me. 16. That's what I'm saying. He, right now, he's, he's not even that like old. That's what I'm saying. He's old as shit to me because I remember him before the nigga could cuss in his music. You know, when he, before he was, he was yeah. a minor. He couldn't cuss in his music at first. Now, like, this nigga, like, bro, he's to the point where he, I, I would say, this is a bold statement. He's 32 years old. Yeah. I would say at this, at this stage right now, he don't have to record another album. He really don't. But I'm saying, like, he... That nigga is in that class of niggas. It's only certain niggas in that class, bro. Like, with Michael Jackson and Usher and, you know, 
it's only certain niggas in that class that's good at dancing, singing, and just being entertainers and performing. It's only certain niggas that's good at all of that. Mm-hmm. Some people are good performers, but they're not really good. Singers. They're not good artists. Yeah. You feel me? Like that nigga. That nigga has all the intangibles for an international superstar, and that's why his career is the way it is. I think that's why it spans. But like you say, if you've been doing all this since sixteen. I think it's time for a much needed break. Like yeah. I'm not mad at him for saying for the y'all not gonna get no album from me in a minute. I mean, he gave y'all back to back albums, and then they were well over forty songs on both of them. If you look at it, okay. From what? From Run It with Joel Santana to what's his one of his latest songs? Um, no Guidance. Mm-hmm. I can't think of that name with Gunner. That's just one of his. That's a banger. Heat. Yeah, Heat. So from Run It to Heat now, everything in between right there shows why Chris Brown is, I would say, like, might be better than prime Michael Jackson. He might be better if you look at the the generation. I'm talking about, no, no, I'm talking about the generation of us, not our parents. Our parents clearly going to say Michael Jackson or people from that era. But our era that seen him since 16 to now. He yeah he might be better. He, to, he right there with with Mike. He yeah that's what I'm saying. But to some people who've never seen Mike and only no that they've seen Chris Brown, that's their Mike. You feel me? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that's all right, bro. That that guy like he legit at this point. If I don't care if he don't want to make another album, I mean he has a daughter. I mean that takes away from it. A daughter and a son. Daughter and a son. Excuse me. And. Focusing on being a father, I mean, you know, he's seen, he's seen it. He's seen the good size of fame. Obviously, he came in the baby face guy everybody loved. Then, you know, adversity struck. He was the villain. The Rihanna situation happened. And then he had a great comeback. But he, you know, he went through that party era with, you know, he was out, he was out there, you out know. But I think he's seen all stages of fame. and I still want to see him in concert. Like, that is going to happen. Yeah. Like, because I just know, like, this man... Hey, like, first of all, I've been a Chris Brown since 16. I've been a Chris Brown fan since he first came out. Like, I remember when he performed at the BET Awards. I'll never forget. We was at my mom's best friend house getting out of her dead. And I told... I was in there watching him on TV, and I told him to come in there. And once he hit the stage and he did that little move for take it down and he humped the ground. And my mom and her best friends was like, hold up, wait a minute, who is this little boy? <laughs> Simone, get on this computer. You know how your mom used to say, get on the computer and pull this stuff up. <laughs> so, you know, all of, all her friends, they had me in the computer on her best friend computer. They had me bringing up all the Chris Brown videos that I knew. They was like, I never heard of this boy before. What he seen? He fine too? Oh, man. So, yeah, like, I've been a Chris Brown fan since the very beginning. So, like, you know, I know his work, and I'm ready to see him in concert. And I'm not mad at him for taking some time off of himself mentally and everything else. And like he say, he is love songs because that man, his whole body of work, like, he got tons of love songs that you can go and find. So, you know. That nigga make a song about anything. Exactly. He had a bubblegum commercial. <laughs> he flipped it on uh, <laughs> that damn song. Like, bro, that nigga make a song about anything. So, to ask him just for a love song, like, bro, look at his previous catalog. Like, bro, this man is steady evolving. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, so I can understand if, if he pissed way. at anybody and then when he made those posts, I can understand because 
People just don't respect legends these days. People don't respect legends. Well, another legend that everybody wondering when he gonna come out with something is uh, Kendrick. They're ready for the next Kendrick album to drop. Uh, TDE, well, yet on that. <laughs> what, what, what we looking like with Kendrick? This is, this is, I could cry right now. I could cry right now because, bro, I've been saying this since 2019. In 2019, January 2019, bro, I was avid that year. Kendrick Lamar. But no, right, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm going I'm to I'm give you the walkthrough. 2018, I said it was a possibility. A possibility. But I knew it was slim because damn just dropped the previous year. So, like, cool. The next year, I was like, I don't know. I was kind of feeling it. This is why I remember the free agency drunk because around that time, that's when I was thinking like, oh, Westbrook, he might. I was saying on that particular episode, we was talking about Lil Dirk, Sound to the Streets 3. We was talking about Westbrook possibly going to Detroit. I thought it was a good move. On that episode, I was saying Kendrick would possibly drop that year. But now <laughs> that I did my research, I technically wasn't wrong because Top Dog Executive Punch said... Kendrick was supposed to drop, but the death of Nipsey Hussle stopped everything. So he didn't, he didn't drop 2019, 2020. Obviously, COVID happened. Nobody's trying to push music through a pandemic like that. It's a, it's a lot of good albums that came out last year that came and went. People don't even, probably don't even know it came out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's so a lot of albums. If you didn't have like if you're not a top tier nigga or whatever, like you wasn't moving shit last year. But I was wrong in that moment. I was wrong. I knew this year. I, I I knew last year was probably some speculation. But TDE said hey, it was the wrong time to be putting out music, especially the peak of the the pandemic. So no. But this year, everybody keep talking. These blogs keep saying Kendrick Lamar is coming soon. All week I've been all, all week I've been seeing it. Kendrick Lamar is coming soon. She's speculating that Kendrick Lamar is dropping soon. Allegedly, Kendrick Lamar is dropping soon. So, could this be the same thing? I mean, we thought he was dropping when he did the PH Lane thing, but that just turned out to be his new company. So, that was last year he made them two posts. Everybody thought Kendrick Instagram got hacked. So, I don't know. If it happens, it happens. Just know, this album going to be very calculated. This J. Cole thing. J. Cole, like I said, J. Cole thing... It might be, like, I don't know, but it was good, but I don't know if it's a classic. Like, a classic, nah, I, don't, I can't say it's a classic. I say it's a good album. It's a good release. It's, it's going to sell. It's still selling. It's still number one. He still got, like, all them damn albums and all them songs and, like, the Billboard still. So, that album is good, but it's not a classic. This album that's about to come from Kendrick Lamar is going to be a classic. I'm going to ahead and tell you. you no, I'm going ahead and tell you, like, this album is going to be a classic. And he's going to be a part of that, what? No, he's already a part of that four-pack classics. He already got four-pack. J. Cole just got the four-pack, I would say. But Kendrick already got the four-pack. He about to have a five-pack. Which means, nigga, you came in with five straight classic albums. Only certain niggas could do that. And Jay-Z got five classic albums but he didn't drop them 
one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he didn't drop them like that. He kind of had. He got some good ones, some great ones, and some classic ones. All of them not classics. Kendrick, on the album since he's been dropping straight albums, I'm talking about mixtapes. Straight albums, he got classics. Section eighty, Good Kid, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn. That's four classic albums already. This one. And like we talking about, because I'm talking about this Drake thing next. This one, and like I said about this Drake certified love boy, this one is gonna determine his career, because if he, because from what I'm hearing, they're saying like Kendrick, you know, he likes to try new stuff, he likes to try new sounds, he likes to try new flows, he likes to try new, you know, producers. I'm hearing that this is going to be like a rock influenced album. Some some sounds, some sounds. I ain't gonna say that he gonna be like a rock star. I'm saying like, kind of the sound would be like some shit like that. I don't know. That's what they, that's what they're speculating. That's what they've been saying since last year. I'm not sure. I'm just here to speculate. All right. So, yeah, that's that. So, uh, is everybody a LeBron fan? Nah. Is everybody a Drake fan? Nah. But there are, there are extreme LeBron stands, LeBron sexuals. There are clearly Bron sexuals. There are clearly... What's a Bron sexual? A Bron sexual is like a like an avid LeBron stand. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's a, a bit much. You don't be on Twitter like that. But yeah. it's Bron sexuals and there's clear like avid Drake stands. Like y'all remember a couple years ago, like 2016, uh, Joe Budden um, had that beef with Drake and a Drake fan chasing him or some shit. Came up, pull up to his house and uh, no, uh, Joe Budden was chasing him with a rock or some shit. Like, those are Drake stands, you feel me? Like, certain artists have massive stands. Like, Nicki Minaj have massive stands. Those Barbies, Eminem has some definite massive, massive stands. Jay-Z clearly does. Massive stands. Nas. Stands, but something about LeBron and Drake. Like Drake has these fucking, he got the ladies that stands. He got niggas that stands. LeBron got stands. You feel me? Shannon Sharp is the number one stand. LeBron stand there yes. is. Yes, <laughs> The number one stand there is. That's all that man talk about. Uh, the goat, James. Go, 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 go. The goat. <laughs> the goat skip. Dang. <laughs> what you saying? I need somebody to go for. I need my man to go as hard as the skill as Shannon do <laughs> for LeBron because he don't be playing no games. Goat James, Skip. Goat James. But they both got stands. But Drake and LeBron are more are more are more similar than we are, uh than we think. Let's take it back. So. Everybody's first memory of LeBron. He was in high school. He was playing on ESPN. He was selling his... He couldn't even play in his high school because everybody came. He had to play at Ohio State because everybody wanted to see this young high school phenomenon. You know? Around that same time, what's going on? Oh, Aubrey Graham. Drake is playing on Degrassi. You know? Uh, 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 Canadian drama. Teen drama. And that's where he graced the eyes of a lot of people. In Canada, you feel me? On another, on another to another degree, um, what happens? LeBron, you no, know, he wins the national championship. He skips college. You feel me? He graced the, the cover of Sports Illustrated, Slam Magazine. That's just two to say the least. And he was crowned the chosen one. 
I think that's around the time Skip got uh, fed up with him in high school. Skip was like, I've, I've had enough. You compare him to Jordan too much. This high school kid. But LeBron in high school, bro, he was box office. Everybody had to see LeBron in high school. It's kind of like Zion these days, bro. Like, a high school phenomenon is something to... Bro, you got to see it. Everybody, like, bro, LeBron James, how you see them talk about him today is how they talked about him in high school. Only thing different, he won't big. He didn't have a family. You know, he had. He still had Savannah. You know, they still was a couple then. But yeah, they've been together since high school. Yeah, he so still had. So only thing he had back then was his mama and Savannah and that Hummer that his mama got him in uh, uh, his twelfth grade year. That's the only thing he had going into the league. You feel me? Now, as you all know, LeBron got drafted. Cleveland Cavaliers. Drake obviously would work on Degrassi for some years. Then he would strike a single with uh, another up-and-coming singer at the time, Trey Songs, And they would release the song Replacement Girl, which generated, like, it got a lot of buzz. This is the MySpace era. Drake had that song on his MySpace page, and he was heard by uh, Jay Prince's son. Jay Prince's son brought um, Drake to Jay Prince and was like, you know, he's a rapper and a singer, but he's Canadian. Jay Prince, I watched a Drink Tim's episode. He was like, he didn't want nothing to do with Drake at first. He didn't want nothing to do with him. And he want nothing to do with Drake ever. He didn't understand like a singer and a rapper at that time. Yeah, I think when Drake came in, he he kicked down the door for hybrids. It was a few here and there, but it was never like a strong singer and rapper before Drake came through. So you got to look at it from that. LeBron and Drake, they both had to come from something to get to where they was at. People might argue, well, Drake always had it good. His mama always stayed in the suburbs. Oh, he made this much working on the grassy. But for some people, that's not enough. He said 50 racks. 50 racks a year. He said after helping his mama out, all that shit would disappear. So if you think about that, he still had a struggle even though he was shooting a TV show that was famous in Canada that was kind of like Fresh Prince to Canadians. Real talking, that's really the term that they used when I was reading on Wikipedia about Degrassi and its fame and how people viewed Drake at that point. He was a star in Canada before that on a kind of a, on a lower level. Now he's more international. But like I said, their alignment. Now let's fast forward. Obviously, um, LeBron, when he came in, he was endorsed by Jay Z. His first one on six apart episode, he had a Rockefeller chain. He came out, big baggy jeans, headband, white tee, throwing up the dynasty sign. Because he was already endorsed by Jay Z, and Jay Z was already trying to get a sports management back then. But it didn't work out. But now it's Rock Nation Sports. Now, as you all know, you feel me? Drake would align himself with the best rapper alive at the time, which was Lil Wayne. And he would become a part of his Young Money dynasty, which I thought would be much bigger, but it came like just Nicki, Drake, and Lil Wayne. Tiger and here and there. But it's just like they all came in embraced by somebody to be great. And when you do embraced by Jay-Z, no matter if you're a rapper or whatever type of entertainer, you know you're going to be great. But they came in. Drake, he always faced some type of criticism. Wasn't street, sing too much, too many girl songs, you know, didn't fit that gritty image that hip-hop had grew to love since the 90s. But still came in and kicked down like and just kicked down the door made OVO number one so fast forward you know how LeBron's career went he went to the finals got swept 07 boom 
um, Drake career at that point. You know, he had some features. He was supposed to ghostwrite for Dr. Dre, do all this stuff. He had a flop song with Jay-Z on Blueprint 3. Blase, blase. But I'm going to compare this part of that career because this is where it really starts. 2012. 20... Yeah, 2012. 2012, Drake drops what album? Take Care. 2012, LeBron does what? Wins his first championship. Take Care is Drake's championship because um, the first album, what was it called? Thank Me Later. It wasn't... Nah. Nah. That To me, that's not a classic. Even Drake said that's not a... That, wasn't his best effort. If he could go back, he would have did it over because at that time, he just wanted to show people in Canada that, oh, I got Alicia Keys on my album or I got a verse from Jay-Z. Or, like, he just wanted to show, like, the features he could get and show Canada, like, he made it. That wasn't his... But Take Care with Headlines, Take Care featuring Rihanna, Marvin's Room, and all this stuff. There's a lot of album cuts on there that's better than singles. Lord Knows featuring Rick Ross, Underground Kings, I Can Go On All Day. This album is truly a classic. But the next, what, 2013, what happened from Drake? Did he drop nothing that was the same? Did I drop in uh, 2013 or 2014? I don't know, but a lot of people consider that a classic too. That was 2013, September 24th. So, um... A lot of people consider that a classic. Could we say that's his second championship? Cool. You feel me? So it puts him and LeBron 2-2. But fast forward. Now, Scorpion, and we can say Scorpion is like LeBron's last tenure in Cleveland. Because, yeah, he came through with nice for what? Like, LeBron, he came through. He showed he still was capable to be on top of the league, but... He didn't get it done in the finals. So, while people look at Scorpion like, eh, side A is kind of better than B. You should have just left it at side A. It would have been a classic album. Eh, you ain't had Kyrie, LeBron. You lost to KD and Steph and Clay. So, it's kind of like they're in that same, even like the same shit kind of happened to him around that same time. And Scorpion is a good album. Just like LeBron had great seasons his last few seasons with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. It's just you're going up against KD and uh, Golden State. That, that that Golden State team. So it's just like, yeah, he had phenomenal numbers, great playoffs, great seasons, you know, but you're going up against them. And I would think that would be the equivalent to what Drake was doing at that time with Scorpion album. Now, I brought y'all up to date. That was a lot of shit to say. So, now, looking at where LeBron is right now, which I'm going to speak on the Lakers' sons, um, he's dug himself into quite a hole, and I ain't gonna say just him. You know, like I said, you can't, you can't, you can't avoid bites from the injury bug. You know, so AD is, you know, how he did, how he is, but we don't know no timetable on AD. And now we're seeing how valuable AD was because a lot of people was not knowing the worth of AD, and just thought he was just injury prone on New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans, and. That's kind of true to some degree. But, I mean, he still got put up valuable numbers. He still put up valuable minutes and give you great points. And he brings that intensity that, that the Lakers are missing. Now, everybody trying to say we just one of those bubble teams and all that. Nah, I think the bubble, you, you brought up, you referenced the right thing. But the timing of that whole thing, it just felt like we was just playing in the finals in October. And we was. It don't seem like that that long ago. 
and now we're back in the playoffs at the first round. I mean, the Lakers and the Heat, they had less time off clearly than everybody in the bubble, and the people that never even made it to the bubble had way more time. Why do you think the Knicks came more energetic and all that stuff, even though, you know, they got bounced out, but they had clearly didn't even – they they weren't even invited to the bubble. They had clearly all that time off since the season shut down until the season started back up. So, what, March to December? They had all that time off. Why do you think they were so energized, like these teams coming into the playoffs, like the Hawks? Like these niggas had so much time off. That's why everybody energized. You feel me? In that sense – that's why new teams are making it into the playoffs. But like I, LeBron and Drake, they're in the same place because this series is going to tell you a lot about LeBron going forward. This album is going to let you know what Drake is and where he's descending. Is he, is he still in it for another 10 years? Because LeBron clearly not in it for another 10 years. Two years, three years maybe. But can Drake, this album... You know, clearly LeBron has been in here longer than Drake, so that's why he's on the 18th year. So he can't be in here another 10. But Drake can be in here another 10, just like he was 2011, 2010, even when he emerged. But this playoff series and this album is going to tell us a lot about these two mega stars because they're one and the same. Like how I did that. But you're not even listening. You see playing games and doing all this extra but I um, right in front of me. Um, what's next? Uh, little baby and little dirt. Voice of the heroes. Now, voice of the heroes. Uh, I feel like, and for the features on this, they got who? Travis Scott, Young Thug, Raw Waves, just to name a few. You feel me? So, I feel like they got good features. Just looking at the track list, I feel like both of these artists definitely have been blazing lately. Lil Baby more since last year when he dropped uh his album, My Time. Lil Dirk has been flaming shit since like 20, 2018, 2017 to be exact. But if you want to, if I, if I want to go technical, he's really been flaming shit since 2012 when it was the mixtapes and all that shit. Signed to the Streets 1, really, or Life Ain't No Joke. But lately he's been on the horizon, obviously. With, um He had a track with Drake. Um, which kind of, you know, helped his career out, definitely put him on the forefront. Now he's teaming up. So it's like both of these guys got momentum, and it's not like one guy's pulling one guy up. So also maybe some avid little baby fans can cross over to Dirt, and them Chirac hardcore Dirt fans can cross over to being little baby fans if they not already. Because for the most part, they pretty much got the same fan base. So the the opportunity to combine that and get both of them on one page because they are both blazing right now. I don't know the Spotify numbers for both of them, but I know it's both like damn near in the billions for both of them in the millions for sure. So this is definitely going, I think this is going to be a better release because since like what, 2020, let's keep it real. Since that, what, what was it? Uh, what a time to be alive with Drake and future. That's kind of what birthed the damn joint albums with uh with marquee artists. Since then, we've had some joint albums, but they've haven't been good. Like that future and juice world, like world on drugs, wasn't a tip, wasn't a good one. The little baby and gunner ones, where it dripped too hard and all that stuff up there, that was a particular good one. 
But a lot of these joints don't be good. And I feel like I got to be the right artist or different artists. You right. can't. Combination. Yeah. It can't be just like some label made bullshit because then it's going to just seem like some songs that he sent to somebody they want in the studio, a bunch of random ass songs, and they just put it out trying to make some money or get some get some streams or because they're trying to build off the damn popularity of the two artists. But I feel like this is a good combination. This is something definitely from the title, which is well thought of. And I like when people combine their shit together. Everybody know um, Dirk is the voice. You know, uh, Lil Baby is the hero. So, it, it, it like, the marketing is crazy on that. So, that's just that. I think this is going to be a banger. Next episode, I'll give my review because I have time to listen to it over the weekend. So... I got high expectations for this. I think this is going to be like four and a half stars if I had to rate it, not even listening to no song. I haven't even listened to the song that they dropped because I want to listen to it in the context of the album. So I'll be waiting to listen to that tonight. Um, Lloyd Banks is also dropping. I felt like that was worth mentioning since people don't like to give some of the best spitters their flowers, like Lloyd Banks, Jada Kiss, Styles P, you know, people, guys from that era, you know. I'm happy about this. You know, I feel like I, I'm happy as much as I'm happy about the little baby and little dirt shit. You know, just as anticipating that is the same extent because I remember when these guys was lighting shit up. Or they still are, but you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, uh, new Lloyd Banks tonight. I'm happy about that. Gotta have some real gutter beats, gritty beats, New York talk. You know, that old G-Unit feel. So... Yeah, uh, Floyd versus Logan Paul. So, I've been seeing this, bro. I don't understand how I heard about these dudes was, uh, how I heard about these dudes was, um, it was on some wild shit, you know, when people was getting exposed and all that. So, I don't really understand that. Like, how can a YouTuber just, you know, overnight sign Showtime boxing deals, fight niggas on Triller and all this bullshit. But, People got mixed reviews on them saying, okay, they fucking up boxing because, oh, it's boxers that deserve this much. And it is. Earl Spence. Earl Spence definitely is a great boxer. He needs to get the damn spotlight that these Power Brothers are getting. But I agree with that sentiment. But also, I agree with the sentiment that boxing haven't really been in the spotlight for some years. Unless it's Floyd, Pacquiao, and, you know, the marquee boxers. You know, um... Uh, Deontay Wilder, people like that. Uh, so it's only popping when certain po- uh, boxers are fighting. But I like the fact that it is. So I'm, I'm on both sides with that, both statements, because they are giving it some light, even though it is a joke on their behalf, because they're YouTubers and they just make it seem like anybody can just get up, train, and go box or whatever. So that is what it is. Um, but for people who saying like this nigga gonna beat Floyd, like bro, it sound like more of a race thing to me. Like you, you just don't want to see a black man win or a black man be successful in any field possible. You feel me? So if a YouTuber is fighting a professional boxer, you think the the YouTuber? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A professional boxer who in his career, his professional career, has spent. 50 wins and zero losses. You think a YouTuber is Bro, beating... Beat Come on now. It, it, I, I, I say it's got to be racism because I think nobody's that dumb to believe that other than a person that's blinded by blatant racism. 
because there's no way in hell you can make that scene marketable. To me, I know Floyd is getting in the hundreds millions for this. I don't know what this Logan Paul dude is getting. Something to a lesser degree, a very lesser, de- a very lesser degree. He's not making Floyd money for this. Floyd makes it the money right before he even, before you even put his name in shit. You gotta have the money for Floyd. That's not moving. Like then they got kids, and he got a grand, a grandchild that's father's NBA young boy, which, yeah. <laughs> so free young boy. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but you can't be saying that. But why not? I don't know. I don't know nothing about this case. Okay. I don't know. You've known lesser about other people and said they need to be free. Rowdy Rebel with Bobby Smurda, they needed to be free. Um, didn't he kill somebody? Who? Bobby Smurda. No, nah, no. Nah. That hot that hot that hot nigga song was referencing people who did. Like he was naming his niggas and they was Zipping them niggas out as he said them shits like all them niggas that he named was active uh, in the well, street. Well, young boy, they just got him on some drug charges, so free young boy, drug and gun charges. Okay. Don't have drugs and guns. What type of drugs? Man, this is how it be something we gotta talk about on Patreon because I want to get the full thing out about this young boy. We we can look it up. No, I'm not talking about that case. I'm talking about young boy just as a whole. I'm not talking about that particular case. I'm talking about young boy as a whole. I want to give my full analysis of this guy. Because people think it's just, just hate or something. I give him props where it's due. But I'm going to be a constrictive. I'm going to be constructive on the criticism. He criti- just has the wrong people around him. Yeah. We've been saying that for two years now. Like Okay, but that don't mean that he's a bad person. Nah, that's not where I'm going with it. I'm talking about stuff other than outside of music, bro. Like what? The drug thing, bro. I know more about that than... That I don't know what drugs he got caught with, but I'm talking about some particular. What rapper don't do drugs? It depends on what drugs you're talking about, man. But all right, let's move on, bro. Because you got uh, what was I talking about? Floyd. So, yeah, it's crazy how Floyd and Young Boy are connected these days. <laughs> I never thought the day I would see that when these niggas are in the same family. Like these niggas are Floyd and Baby Young Boy in the same family. Like that's crazy. I never thought I would that would be a thing. But hey, twenty what the twenty twenties, huh? So uh, his daughter the one that went to have a baby with this man. No, he won't break the record. Yeah, y'all wanted to have a baby with him. She wanted to be one of his baby mamas. She wanted to be his wife, actually. That's what he said. Yeah, that's his you talking wife. about you talking about my wife? You wanna jump with Kodak? You talking <laughs> about my wife? But that was a funny ass Instagram live, boy. But yeah, but we were talking about that on another time. It's gonna be a young boy jump because it's it's crazy. So, um, yeah, like I'm saying, like, there's no way you convince me that Logan Paul can beat Floyd. And I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn if you tie one arm behind Floyd back. He still won't touch Floyd, and he will punch this dude and frustrate him. I've seen it done, well, not a thousand times, but it's only been 50 fights. But out of those 50 fights that Floyd had, I like to say I've seen over 20 of them. And... The ones I didn't see when I was too little and he was knocking niggas out and calling him Pretty Boy Floyd. If that happens, bro, I don't want to hear nothing about Logan Paul ever again. I don't want to hear about his brother, Jake Paul. I don't want to hear about nothing, man. I don't want to hear nothing at all. But if he knocked this dude out, which is they trying to go back and list the fight rules, like, oh, nobody can win. They want to announce the winner. But, uh, yeah, you, you can make those rules for this because it's an exhibition. But the memes and social media going to declare a winner regardless. 
You feel me? So you can try to save face and be like, oh, well, no winner will be announced. Oh, shit. Somebody get, somebody get their ass stumbled and he knocked this nigga out. Oh, yeah. Social media going to make this nigga a meme and Floyd is by default going to be the winner. So it is what it is, bro. But, bro, don't try to make it seem like y'all know boxing because y'all clearly don't, bro. Y'all just don't want to see a black man keep winning. That's just clearly the, like, that's just the, the foundation of it. It burns you inside because a black man is undefeated in his profession. And is clearly one, the greatest boxer of all time. But I don't know, bro. They got me on my soapbox again. But all right. 2010's Mount Rushmore. Uh, this picture's been speculating and it's been... Uh, got people debating. Motherfucking... It's, what, it's Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Who the fourth spot belong to? I've seen people put Lil Wayne in the picture, but he's not on the mountain. He's in the clouds. And I guess he's supposedly God. Because he said, yeah, I've seen people add Lil Wayne and make him a God. I've seen people add Nicki Minaj. I mean, Nicki Minaj is, come on, you know. I I mean, I'm not a barb, you feel me? But I've, I've been on the record to say Nicki Minaj is clearly not one of the greatest female rappers. She is a great rapper, period. It don't matter if she's a female. She probably she raps better than niggas. Doesn't like the female thing. Don't like she kicked that down. She's just not. A, she's not a female rapper. She's a artist. <laughs> you know, like is that's just what it is. But if I had to pick, you feel me? Nicki Minaj wouldn't be my fourth pick because I'm old enough to remember the class of these very people. And but who I've been saying this whole time is in that class with those very same people. It's two people. Big Sean and Wale, which nobody give them respect. Nobody, nobody, put, them nobody put them on the Mount Rushmore. I've seen a couple people in the comments say Big Sean here and there, Wale here and there. But nobody made it, so them niggas was already up there. Like I'm saying, like, Big Sean can be up there. Um, Wale can definitely be up there. Um... Rick Ross can definitely be up there. If you're looking at the 2010s, Rick Ross dominated the... Huh, he dominated the 2010s. Ross can definitely be up there. Future can definitely be up there. The 2010s, he dominated. So it's just like, it's, it's a couple people could be up there. But it's like, yo, we pick and choose who's the, like, we, we forget errors. Like, hip-hop fans are really forgetful. Like, niggas wasn't riding around 10 years ago. I think I'm Big Meech, huh? Like, niggas wasn't running around, like, a decade ago. Like, bro, like, Ross used to kill it. Ashton Martin music. Like, bro. Like, Ross, bro. Like, Ross could definitely have that spot. Like, but, yo, bro, Ross shit become before the 2010s for real. He's so. nobody's favorite. Yeah, like I said, like, that's crazy. He's right, bro, because nobody would think about Ross when they make these lists. Like, nobody would think about Ross on this Mount Rushmore shit. Like, Ross, bro. Drake could tell you how big of an influence Ross is to him. Like, bro, like, this crazy, bro. But like I said, bro, like I said. They make me want to listen to nobody's favorite now. Uh, like, there's a couple people that could have been in that fourth spot, bro, but niggas ain't trying to hear it. I could argue with all of these people, for real. Like, lyrically, Wale is definitely in that class. Big Sean, definitely in that class. Like, niggas think he, niggas think he pussy or something because he got a girl. I don't know. Big Sean? I don't know, but niggas don't get a nigga respect. Like, I be seeing this meme page. They just blatantly hate on Big Sean because he with Janae. They're like, oh, Why? I don't know, but these niggas put like like seven slides in an Instagram post. 
a bunch of memes talking about Big Sean. Oh, he corny. He like, it makes me. He like, I wake up every day and see Janae with this bitch ass nigga. It makes me mad. I'm like, bro, niggas wake up and be mad that he's with Janae. Like, this is a thing. Like, yo, these dudes really be tweaking. I be saying, I be like, yo, these meme pages, they got too much time on their hands. Like, they really be hating on this man because of his <laughs> we in a relationship with. And that translates over to his music. And I feel like that's crazy. Whatever. Yeah, I, I really don't. They be, you know, niggas be hyping females up on social media to the, yes, Janae is beautiful. I mean, that's not, that's, that's, everybody knows Janae is fine. But damn, they like she's the goddess of all. Like, but yeah, she's fine. But damn, y'all saying all this wild shit about this man because he go with her. Like, so damn, they get married. You you gonna be ready to, you feel me? Like, shoot yourself or some bullshit, huh? Like, that's crazy. Like, these niggas, they really be hating on this dude. And I'll be like, bro. I would think they would have got married by now, wouldn't you? They probably have. Probably just ain't tell nobody. It's gonna be those shit. So like, oh, we got married in 2019. <laughs> No paparazzi, no shit, just, you know, how you want to be, you feel me? So, where we at now? Uh, Lakers and Suns, last thing. Boom. So, it's very simple, man. It's very simple. We, we, what? Time. About there. It's very simple. Uh, um, We just got to play better. I mean, not talking about LeBron. I know what LeBron's going to do. LeBron, I'm not worried about LeBron because, like I said, I feel like yesterday, I feel like last game, that nigga was bullshitting. I feel like he was pacing himself because he know he got to push himself to the limit. To the limit, bro. Like, LeBron, that game against the Celtics that time, bro, when he was dunking on everybody, nah, bro. We need more of that shit. We need that Cleveland shit back. We need something. Because, goddamn, you need a 40-point. I don't know. I don't, I don't want a nigga to pass the ball. If you do pass it, bro, I need them niggas to be ready to knock down shots. Um, Morris, I need you to hit some shots. KCP, hit some shots. Dennis Schroeder, you, you never about you, But I don't know. How the fuck did you go scoreless? KCP, how did you go scoreless? Like, bro, we need niggas to score. We need niggas ready to shoot the ball. When niggas passing you to the ball off a drive or any type of fucking shit, when you in a shooting position and you get it and you in your spot, take the fucking shot. Stop. Why are you going to be screaming at the TV? Too passive? I don't like that. Because that turns into, when you too passive and passing up shots, that turns, yeah, usually a good time turns into turnovers because niggas like, niggas expecting you to shoot it. You pass it. Here they go. Boom. Like, bro, out of here. Fast break. Like, bro, just shoot. Shoot the ball. That's all you have to do. We need shooters, bro. Because this, this might be the end of the road. How it's looking, bro. No AD. LeBron, which is looking very limited. And LeBron is not going to tell you, but he, he he's battling some type of injury in his ankle. I don't know to what degree, but he can't do it all, bro. And when he pass it up or whatever, y'all niggas got to be ready to shoot, bro. 
that's just that scripture for today. So today's scripture is Psalms 43, 5. And it says, Why am I in despair? Why is this turmoil within me? Wait for God, for I will yet praise him as my grand savior and my God. I chose this scripture because I feel like, you know, uh, everybody has been going through a lot of stuff, a lot of turmoil. I know us personally, we've been going through our own battles that, you know, we don't speak on. Um, we did speak about it a little bit on Patreon, like I said earlier. If you go and listen to the exclusive, you'll kind of get an inside perspective on how we feel in our personal life. Um, but even still, we face even more battles than that that we don't talk about. So... I feel like this scripture is very uplifting because it says wait for God and it's basically telling you to be patient and that's something that we're both trying to work on, uh, exercising patience because sometimes you just want things to happen when you need it to happen but you know sometimes you gotta just wait on God to make that decision for you. What you like? Mm, I mean that's the only thing you really can do when you Be think about patient. it wait on God Yeah. hopefully mm. this scripture helps somebody out there somebody need to hear these words hopefully it's meant for you yeah most definitely so this week we moved what over a thousand plays 14 favorites ooh, ooh. 8 playlist ads 1 re-up gained three followers and had 767 unique listeners so that's what's up on the upside this month which was i mean this month clearly just started so it's talking about last month uh we moved what almost 5,000 plays last month 24 favorites 16 playlist ads that's great that's really great because the playlist ads is what gets in, in full rotation and you never know who sees it. And that's what helps it get on the the main page. Nine followers and three thousand over three thousand unique listeners. So thanks to everybody who tune into the Money Game Podcast, no matter where you listen to it, how you listen to it, or how you even heard of it. It's very much appreciated. Thankful for every listen that we get. That's it. Episode one oh two. Clocking out the AD episode, I mean the Lakers episode, excuse part me, part two. two. So, anything else you want to add? Thank you for all the support and go subscribe to our Patreon. We need some su- subscribers. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We out. <laughs> <laughs>